In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry out by day, but you don't answer and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the praise of Israel. In you, our fathers put their trust, and you delivered them. They cried to you, and were saved. And now we go to the confession and the absolution. We cry out to the Lord the God Almighty for forgiveness. Lord, we have forgotten to reflect our face hopelessness in your sin. So Lord, we confess we have forgotten to fear, love, and trust in you above all things. We have forgotten to reflect our faith in you in our thoughts, words, and deeds. We have forgotten that without your aid, we are helpless to change and hopeless in our sin. Forgive us and renew in us clean hearts so that we find the delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God, our heavenly Father, has not forgotten you. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to take the punishment to each of us. His Holy Spirit has worked faith in our hearts so that we trust in Jesus as our Savior from sin, death, and the eternal punishment. Our sins are forgiven for the sake of His innocent suffering and death and the glorious resurrection. Therefore, as a called and ordained servant of Christ, I announce the forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise to you, Lamb of God, and our salvation. We pray. Almighty God, gracious, behold, this your family for whom our Lord Jesus Christ was willing to be betrayed and delivered into the hands of sinful men to suffer death upon the cross. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And now we have the reading of the Old Testament from the book of Job. One day, when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby, and the sabins attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, 
The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are dead. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then... He fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job didn't sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Praise be to God. And now the reading from the epistle in the New Testament. From 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 to 31. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom didn't know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and the foolishness of Gentiles, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential, not many were of noble birth, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Glory be to God. Come not in terrors as the King of kings, but kind and good, with healing in thy wings. Tears for all woes, a heart for every plea. Come, friend of sinners, thus abide with me. I fear no foe with thee at hand to bless, else have no weight and tears, no 
betterness. Where is death thing? Where grave by victory? I triumph still if thou abide with me. And this is hymn number 878. And now we have the message of the Lord to us today on the Holy Tuesday. As we mentioned before that Jesus Christ on Saturday he raised the Lazarus and stayed at Bethany and then moved on Sunday to Jerusalem entering the city of peace, city of God as triumphant king and as I said he was the king of Salchana means save us so the king who came to Jerusalem was the king of salvation although many of them or you can say all of them they didn't understand this but the Lord himself did announce and proclaimed that he came to save all of them then on Monday as we know that Jesus went back on Sunday to Bethany, spent the night with his disciples, and then returned back to Jerusalem on Monday morning. And this time he went to the temple, and in his way he found a fig tree that didn't give fruit, so he cursed it and it weathered at once, became dry, and no fruits at all. And Jesus said to the tree, you will never give any fruits. And then they went to Jerusalem, entered the temple courts, and there Jesus started to clean up the court from the cellars, from the bad stuff they used to do in corruption, in partnership, with the priests and the high priests. And today, we took their day after visiting and cleansed the temple court, he returned back to Bethany. And on Tuesday, he went again to Jerusalem. And what happened in Jerusalem on Holy Tuesday, we call it Holy Tuesday, or sometimes we call it in Greek, Megali Treaty. Megali means something big. Treaty means Tuesday. So Megali Treaty Tuesday or Great Tuesday. And this is considered the day after Monday, which is uh, the third day for the Western Christians and the fourth day for the Eastern Christians. So on this day, Jesus went back to Jerusalem and this time he entered the temple. So yesterday on Monday, he was out. The time he promised of the people and he discussed a lot of stuff or actually they came to con to have a conflict with him about many stuff and you can find this in Matthew chapter 21 from verse 23 to 39 
and also Matthew 23, verse 39. As we know, last time, uh, Monday, some people asked him, what is your authority? And today, on Tuesday, also, the chief priests and the elders of the temple, they come to Jesus and asked him the same question. But what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? What did they think? He cleaned the court, he turned over all the tables, he threw all the money. So he went with authority because no one can do that except if he is not from God. Because you know the only place that no Jew can touch or do anything was the temple. But Jesus came and did this. So Jesus answered them, I also will ask you a question. And he asked them about the baptism of John, if it is from heaven or from men. And as you know, the answer, if they say it's from men, he will say, so many people believed in John, baptizer as a prophet. And if they say it's from God, so he will ask them, so why you didn't believe in him? So it is the same question that was answered by the group multitudes yesterday. It's the same question asked by the elders and the high priests of the temple. Also, they uh, co confronted him with many other questions when they said, oh, you love the tax collectors and the prostitutes. And Jesus answered, truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. Why, Lord? Because John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you didn't believe in him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed in him, and believed in me. So Jesus was answering this question to tell the, the leaders of the temple that you are superficial in your faith, you don't have a genuine faith, and unfortunately the tax collectors you hate and the prostitutes you stone are before you having the kingdom of God. And the Lord also gives them some parables to understand. He said, for example, hear this parable. There was a master of a house who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and leased it to tenants. He went into another country and when the season for fruit came near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. And the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did the same to them. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, they will respect my son. But unfortunately, when those tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, 
and have his inheritance and they killed him so what do you expect from the owner of the vineyard the owner of the vineyard will come himself and he will destroy all those tenants he will put those riches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard rented to uh, other tenants who will give him the fruits in their season and then Jesus started to tell them by indirect way you are like those servants who came those represent the prophets who came one after one but you rejected all of them or killed one after another and so on and finally this is the meaning of the parable I he sent his son and his son is me but also you killed him and Jesus here was talking about the cross that he will be bought on this Friday also the Lord talked to them about himself by other examples as it is written in the scripture the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and this is marvelous in our eyes also they didn't understand that he was talking about himself the builders should be the religious leaders they rejected uh, the stone and unfortunately this stone was the cornerstone and as we studied before the cornerstone is the foundation if of any building in this time and if there is no cornerstone the house will fall and be destroyed and then when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this uh, teaching and this parable they perceived that he was speaking about them and this good they started to understand but they were so afraid from the crowds and so they didn't answer him but Jesus continued to say the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast but they would not come again he sent other servants saying tell those who are invited I have prepared my dinner my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything is ready come to the wedding feast but they said no they didn't have any attention or any desire to come and share the celebration with this master so when the master became so mad and then told his servants went out into the roads and gather all whom you found bad and good so the wedding will be filled with those guests and he gathered many people from different backgrounds and also people who may be sick blind lame, and those who 
were poor and so on. This is exactly the kingdom of God. God came to his people, Israel, and invited them to his kingdom because they are the chosen people. But unfortunately, they rejected him. They rejected his feast, his banquet. They rejected to celebrate with him the wedding of his son. And they were so lazy. They didn't come. They didn't even execute themselves. And the master was so mad, so he invited everyone who deserved to be a guest for the banquet of his son's wedding. And this is what the Lord did with us. God came to Israel, came to the people of Israel. And as John said in the Gospel of John, the first chapter, he came to his own, but his own rejected him. Many times, my brothers and sisters, we reject the Lord. We are so lazy many times not to come to church, not to pray, not to be involved in reaching out to the lost people, not to preach the gospel, especially in hard times like this time we live in now with this coronavirus. It's a good chance and opportunity for all to reach out, even by the phone. We don't like to use person to person, but by phone, by an email, by refer them to hear the word of God on the internet. So don't be lazy to be who lost uh, the trust of the master and they were not, uh, they are not worthy to share and to participate in the son's wedding. Leaders came and asked him, teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully and you don't care about anyone's opinion for you are not uh, taken by appearance. Tell us what you think. It, it is lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not. So now the tests of the leaders, religious leaders, number one, they, Jesus confronted them by what they did, that they rejected the stone, which became the cornerstone, and also they rejected to be guests for the wedding of the son of the master. And then they started to ask him now. So these are two tests they put Jesus in on this Holy Tuesday. And remember that Jesus should go through this confrontation before his cross. Why? Because he needed to tell them that you are not the people of God. And I warn you, you are going astray. You don't follow the scripture you teach or what you practice in the temple. 
So one of the tests, they asked Jesus about taxes. So, Master, we know that you are a great because you are from God, or you say what is the truth. Tell us what you think. Is it is lawful to pay taxes if it is legal to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And again, as I said yesterday, that you can answer theological questions by another question. And this is what Jesus did by his smart speech to them. Jesus was aware of what they planning. So he told them, why you put me to the test? You hypocrites. And then he asked them to show a coin for the tax. And then he brought, they brought a denarius, denarii, and they asked Jesus, here it is. And Jesus said, what is the picture? What is the photo? What is the likeness and the inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he answered them, therefore, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And this also another test, they were surprised when they heard his word and they left him and went away. After this test, this was from uh, uh, the leaders of the temple, the Sadducees who were the priests. They came the same day to him and asked him about marriage in heaven. And to have a background about this, so you can understand when they asked him the question. Sadducees are group or tribe or uh, a set or a, a group like political group that like Republicans and Democrats that they believed only in the first five books of Moses like the Samaritans okay so they didn't believe in the rest books in the rest of the books of the Old Testament which are 34 books, but they believed only in the first books of the law of Moses. Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Levites. And they came to Jesus. This is what they believe. Also, they didn't believe in heaven. This is another point you need to understand. They didn't believe in heaven. They didn't believe in life after death. So they came to mock him. Because they didn't believe in heaven. They didn't believe in eternal life. So they came to test him and said, Lord, we have a story about a man who was married to a wife and then the man died and according to the law of Moses his brothers should marry the wife and so on 
and this happened till seven brothers married the woman and all of them died so master the woman died and in the resurrection therefore of the seven whose wife will she be for the all had her now you know the background number one they didn't believe in life after this no believe in eternal life and also there is no marriage in heaven as you know but they came although they didn't believe in what they say to test him Jesus answered them you are wrong because you know neither the scripture nor the power of God for in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given to marriage but are like angels in heaven and as for the resurrection of the dead have you not read what was said to you by God when the Lord said I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob he is not God of the dead but of the living and as the crowd heard his answer they were astonished at his teachings and they left the Sadducees became so silent because he answered them short when the Pharisees heard so the Pharisees came first and asked him about the taxes of Caesar and then the Sadducees came second to ask him about in the marriage in heaven and so both the Pharisees and the Sadducees got one day to plan how to catch and arrested him but before that so he met with the Pharisees first about Caesar taxes Sadducees about the marriage and eternal life then both of them came together see how Jesus faced a lot of troubles from those people and they came together and asked him teacher what is the great commandment in the law and Jesus answered them you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind this is a great and first commandment and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments depend on depend all the law and the prophets and when they were meeting and gathered together Pharisees and Sadducees Jesus asked them a question and this is the confrontation what do you think about the Christ who is son is he whose son is he if he is the son of God or no this is the meaning of the question and they said he is the son of David and this is a good point by the way he said to them how is it then that David in the spirit calls him Lord and saying 
in the psalm, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how he can be his son? And for sure, no one of them could answer this question. And none of them had one word. And from that day on, they were trying to arrest him. So Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, so at this point, the Sadducees and the Pharisees left Jesus. And then Jesus turned it to those who are surrounding him, of the crowds and of the disciples. And he started to tell them what is mentioned in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 23, starting from verse 1. The scribes and the Pharisees sat on Moses' seat, so practice and observe whatever they tell you, but not what they do. For they, they breach what they don't practice. And this was the summary of the meeting between cedars. They sit on the throne or on the seat of Moses, but they don't practice what Moses said by the Holy Spirit. So listen to their teachings, but don't do their practice. And this is actually a message for every one of us. Sometimes you may find some leaders that they say or teach something different from their lifestyle. For example, they say you need to pray, but they don't pray. You need to love your neighbor, but they don't love their neighbor. So the answer is here from the Lord. Those who are religious, maybe they are not on the heart of God. They take it as a job. They don't take it as a ministry or take it as a task given to them from the Lord to preach the gospel and to build the kingdom of God. So listen to what they say, but don't to do what they do. The message was very clear. And then Jesus started to say, oh, about the Pharisees, and you can read this in details in the uh, Matthew from uh, chapter 23 to 25 about uh, the scribes and the Pharisees are hypocrites because they do something and they didn't believe in it and so on. Like they say, oh, they swear with the altar, but they don't care about the sacrifice that on the altar. And also, they praise the prophets, for example. And they didn't say that our forefathers killed those prophets. And the Lord Jesus continued to repeat the word hypocrites. For 
For example, he said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tomb, tomb, tombs of the prophets, and decorate the monuments of the righteous, saying, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. You are liars. This is what Jesus wanted them to know. And also, on this Holy Tuesday, so now we talked about Caesar, taxes, we talked about the confrontation between Jesus Christ and the Pharisees and the Sadducees from one side, and between both of them and Jesus on the other side. Jesus talked with many parables, and also on this Holy Tuesday, Jesus was so sad about Jerusalem. When he said these harsh words, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gather her brood under her wings, and you would not see your house is left to you desolate for I tell you you will not see me again until you say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord after Jesus said all this and has this confrontation he again returned back to Bethany. And you can read also about what happened in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, from verse 27, and chapter, till chapter 12, verse 44. You can read all of this stuff what happened exactly on the Holy Tuesday. So again, Holy Tuesday is a big day, is a great day, because Jesus, after he cleansed the temple court, he should go inside the temple itself and confront the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the scribes with their sins, with what they do to give them the last chance before he went to the cross. And Jesus did everything as he does the same with us. He gave us every opportunity to repent. He tried to talk to us gently. He whispers in our ears. And then he do some actions. Sometimes it may be a silent action, may be gentle, may be harsh action. But the answer is, do we respond to him? This is the question. The, the religious leaders, as I said, they didn't listen to him. They didn't take advantage of his forgiveness, his decency, and his love. They didn't take the advantage. And the question to you today, 
as you live in these holy days. Do you like to be faithful to the Lord? Or do you like to be a hypocrite? Do you like to follow God's commandments? Or to be like the Pharisees and the scribes who didn't listen and take the advantage of what is outside but they totally neglected what is inside. The Lord looks for the inside. He looks for the hearts, for the minds, for the faith inside you. He doesn't care much about outside, whatever this outside is, how you worship, how long you worship, in what it serves, you worship, but if you are really a Christian, this is number one, if you are truly a biblical, and finally, what denomination you follow. God doesn't care about the denomination, but God cares about your faith. So today on the Holy Tuesday, I tell you, be prepared. Because this day was a very painful day to Jesus. Because this was his final lament over the city of Jerusalem. His final meeting to talk with the religious leaders. But they failed to recognize his deity, that he is God in flesh. And he left them unprepared, unfaithful. And for this reason, he cursed the city of Jerusalem and told it, your house will be destroyed. And this exactly what happened when the Roman destroyed the temple of Jerusalem in 70 AD. So live with Christ this occasion, this Holy Tuesday, and remember that the opportunity may not come again. It is for one time, maybe two times, maybe three times, but it will not continue to be available every time. So don't lose your eternal life. Come to the Lord. Trust in Him. Save your life by submitting yourself to the Lord, the Savior, the one who died for you, to give you assurance of the eternal life. And may the crucified Lord, Jesus Christ, who died for us, and came again from death for us, he may bless you and keep you, you and your family, and keep you healthy and safe all the time. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understandings, keep hearts and minds in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now we read the prophecy from Isaiah, from Genesis 3, 14 and 15. 
we repeat these prayers and these readings every day to remember exactly what Jesus did for us and to be prepared. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Amen. And as Habakkuk the prophet said, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, and there be no herd in the stools. Yet we rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Amen. God, the Lord, is my ship, my strength. Holy Lord God, holy and mighty God, holy and most merciful Redeemer, God eternal, keep us steadfast in the true faith. O Lord, have mercy. Now you can sing hymn 767, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom and go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow on the Holy Wednesday, and also we continue on Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, and the Resurrection on Sunday. God bless you all. Bye-bye.